Okay, good evening, everyone. Fix the Zoom. So, continuing where we are left off in Simon Tzadi Aleph, we are up to Sif Hey, discussing the halachas of how taste transfers. So, let's read the following Gemara. Gemara is in Chulin Davkufya Beis. Gemara says, Ahubar Goizela, there was a young pigeon that was slaughtered already. Denofalikada the camera, it fell into a jug of kutach. So, kutach is your classic Gemara food. If you remember why, comes up in so many different uh, places. Kutach was chametz. It was had some bread in it. So you have the halachas of Pas Yisrael. It comes up in Ketzim Mavarchin, what bracha to make on it. It was salty. So that's our sugya. It was dairy. So it was uh, milchiks. It comes up in chalavakam sugyas. Many different uh, sugyas and shas. They talk about kutach. So you had... A bird that was shechtis. You have a chick. Uh, we'll call it a chicken that fell into a jug of kutach. So the Gemara wasn't sure what to do. So one man Dharma held that it should be aser because you have malicha. The, there was salt on the chicken. I'm sorry, there was salt on on the, on the kutach. And if you have salt in the kutach, that should spread the taste. So let's go back to what we learned last week. Last week we gave the, uh, an introduction to halachas of taste transferring. We learned that if things are cold, you just simply have to rinse it off, and it's fine. However, if it's hot, so there's a transfer of taste, and last week we discussed tata gavar or ilog gavar, if only one of them is hot, does the heat rise from the bottom piece to the top piece when you have milk falling on top of meat or cheese falling on top of meat? We pask in tata gavar, we care about what's on bottom. But now we move on to another sugya, and that's the sugi of Maliach Kiroseach, that salt itself is as if it's hot. And Shmuel says, Maliach Harehu Kiroseach, that simply by being salty, that is as if it's hot. So the same way you had a hot piece of cheese falling onto meat, we know there's some isser transferring. We have to figure out what's on the bottom, what's on top. But there is some taste transferring from the milk, from the cheese to the meat. So to here, whenever you have maliach, you have something that's salty, hareil kereseach, that is considered as if it's hot. Now, from this Gemara and the, the, the subsequent Gemaras, we learn a few things. One of them we learned already, that if it's just cold and cold, all you need to do is wash it off. That we learned several times already. Now we're learning that there's maliach kereseach, that even though it's cold, but if it's salty, that's as if it's hot. And finally, another halacha, the Gemara here says that when the Shmuel say salty makes it as if it's hot, that's honey mealy, it's it's you're not able to eat it, machmas milchai or machmas molchai. Because it's so salty, you can't eat it. That's the only time we say uh that is considered maliach kiroseach. And that's really how the Gemara concludes. The Gemara goes through a few other lines, which we'll see later on in Simit Tzad Yalef, discussing what type of meat and what type of uh, kutach. So we, we have a rule here, that if it's salty, it transfers the taste. However, it has to be salty enough. That's It's so salty, it cannot be eaten. Uh, it's inedible due to the salt. So how much salt? So Rashi says... It's some type of salt that you're preserving something. So imagine the old uh, the old days of beef jerky. Today, beef jerky is considered uh, it's regular food. Nobody thinks of it as as uh, you're preserving it. But if you would salt meat enough that uh, you could preserve it for many years, I go to a company they they do that to fish. They have, fish is being uh, processed in China, 
and salted, and it can last many, many years. It looks like a hard piece of uh, rubber, and uh, you know some other company will then take that product and smoke it or, or cook it, and now you know re uh, you know giving it life, uh, giving life back to this leather-like product because it was preserved. So you could preserve something via salt. That's a Rashi says. If it's so salty that it's it's a uh, maliach for for preservation purposes. That's considered Eina Nechomachmas Machai. So Rashi is a very big kula. That means you're not really going to find this in your kitchen or in your stores. You're not going to find a product that's that's so salty that uh, it's been salted for preservation purposes. Taisus has a little different uh, shot. He quotes Rabbi Yaakov uh, Yisrael, not quoted too often in Shas and in Taisus, but he quotes Rabbi Yaakov Yisrael, one of the Bali Taisus. He says it's salted enough for a long trip. So not preserved for many years, but a, a, long, a longer trip. However, Rabbeinu Tam says the following, and the Rabbeinu Tam says that this is not the first time we, we, we learn about malicha, that some type of you know, salt and meat. Malicha is something that people did in their kitchens all the time. Today, people are not doing that, but malicha is not a new thing. In, in halacha, halacha is one is not allowed to eat blood. One is not allowed to consume the blood uh, on meat, inside meat. So how do you get rid of the blood? So the best way to get rid of it is through tzli. If you look throughout Tyra, they brought karbonis in the in the Mishkan, and in the and in the, in, in, subsequently in the Beis Hamikdash, they didn't do malicha. So how do they consume the karbonis? So one of two ways: either they would do tzli, they would roast it, or they would eat it raw while washing it. If you ever learn hilchas malicha, there's a discussion in the Rishonim. If you wash the meat and you don't cook it, so is there any isser of dam? So seemingly there is no isser at all. And the Gemara says the Bavliim, the Gemara Numa says the Bavliim would eat the raw meat. Uh, let's see, he had, a, he had a Shabbos going into Yom Kippur. That's, that's, that's the uh, Gemara there. If Yom Kippur falls out on Sunday and you have uh, carbon being born on Shabbos, the Musafim or the like, so what are you going to do with it? How can you eat the Chatos on, on Shabbos when you, uh, when you, can't, you can't do Malicha? And you can't uh, you can't roast it, so these to eat it raw. But either way, we know about roasting. Halacha is if you go you go uh, go to your refrigerator, you take out a piece of meat. That meat, if you boil it with a good ashkacha, was soaked, rinsed, and salted within seventy-two hours of shechita, and you have a kosher product. So malicha is not a new thing. So perhaps Rabbi Tam says that the same standard of malicha when it comes to allowing one to consume meat or chicken that we do malicha, we salt the meat. That's the same malicha that we're dealing with over here. What's his raya? He brings a few rayas. Number one, the raya would be from the Gemara. The Gemara says, let's say you took, you salted a, a non-kosher meat, or you had you had a, you had meat in a klicharis. You salted meat in a klicharis, and now you want to use it for milchik. You're not allowed to because the blias have transferred from the klich, from the meat into the keli. So over there, why would people have meat that was preserved for a long time, most probably the normal case was people had meat that they salted in order to allow them to eat it, and they didn't rinse it off, and therefore it stayed salty, so you have the problem of klicharis. That's one raya. He brings uh, the, the, the Gemara, many, many Gemaras in the Mesech Tzchul, in, in the Parak of Gidhan Asha, discuss uh, salty meat, and you would assume it's not dealing with malicha for you know for, to preserve it for a long time. We're dealing with the malicha that people did in their homes when they kosher meat. That was 
the standard piece of meat in your house had to be kosher at some point. So every single, so it's not like in our homes where there's never malicha done. In there, back in the day, every single piece of meat or chicken went through the malicha process. So it makes sense that once in a while, once a month, you had a shayla where before they did the hadacha achroina, before they washed the meat, after originally assaulting it, that meat fell on something. Or it makes sense that the Gemara would use a typical case and malicha that was done in the house was the malicha that people did in order to allow them to eat it. Additionally, there's a very strong svara that if you look in Chumash, the way to kasher meat from blood is to do tzli, is to roast it. So roasting pulls out the blood. So we're saying malicha harehu kereseach, that salting as if, is as if it's hot. So that's the same thing. Tzli, the heat, pulls out the blood. So malicha also pulls out the blood. That's an hilchus malicha. And it makes sense. That's the same standard that we're going to have when we talk about transferring of taste. The same way malicha could pull out blood, it pulls out taste. So if you had a salty piece of cheese and it fell on top of a piece of meat, so the salt will pull out the taste of cheese onto the meat. The problem with Rabbeinu Tam would be that other Amiram hold, if you look throughout the Gemara, it sounds like not everyone agrees to Shmuel, that Malicha Harel Kereseach, yet everyone agrees that Malicha works to kasher meat. Okay, you can answer it in different ways. That's the second uh, Shita. So, again, the first Shita is Rashi, which we said Rashi and perhaps Rabbi Yaakov as well, that it's a, you're preserving it for a long time. And the second Shita is what Malicha is, how much salt? Enough salt that people would do when they would salt meat to prepare it for eating. This is called in halacha, uh, malicha likdera, salting it in order to cook it. Why is that? So if you were making a barbecue, again, let's go back in the day, not today, you go to the supermarket, you buy meat, but go back in the day, you were making a barbecue, you purchased uh, either a shechted cow or you shechted yourself, and you didn't have to do malicha because you were, doing, you were, you were roasting it. You had an open flame. You, didn't, you wouldn't do malicha if you're grilling steaks. You didn't have to. I'm sure it tasted delicious. You had the blood still in there, and there would be no need to do malicha. But when you're cooking it, that's not sli, so you have to do malicha. So the terminology is malicha likhedera. The salt, enough salt that you'd be allowed to cook this meat afterwards. So you're going to see that line in the shochanar. That's malicha likhedera. Okay, let's see the Shulchan Aruch, and we'll come back to some of the other Machlechs. So Shulchan Aruch, Simen Tzaviyah, Sif Hei, Maliach, She'ene Yochel Le'ochel Machmas Mochai, you have a salted piece of meat, or let's say, well, we'll use meat, because that's easier flow, and it's salty enough that you're not able to eat it based on the salt content. Tahainu, Ke'en Maliach, Shemochim, Likdera, so he's pasting like Rabbeinu Tam, he's not going with Rashi, right? It's the same salt that we would use to uh, allow him to cook. Now, an important line here. We'll see. We'll see this. Uh, we'll elaborate soon. Look there, and it, it, uh, it the salt was there enough time that would allow him to eat the meat. We'll call that eighteen minutes for now. That when he salt the meat, it has to be there for eighteen minutes. We'll go back to this in a moment. So kolzman shlohidichu. Anytime you did not yet rinse it off. So you're in the shlachtois. You you found a piece of uh, brisket that. Well, salty. They did not yet yeah, rinse it off. You took the brisket out, you stole it, and it landed on a piece of cheese. So that's called mikri enamachmas mochai. That's called uh, salty enough that one cannot eat it based on its salt. And again, this mechaber 
we're going to skip around because the Ramah is a very long Ramah here. We're going to come back to it in a moment. So the Mechaber concludes that this is called Melicha. This is called uh, salty enough that it's going to transfer taste. And therefore, I'll just fill in the blanks. If you had a salty piece of meat that touched cheese, that cheese now has the taste of meat. Because Melicha, Melia Hareo Kiroiseach. That's yeah, two, he's, isn't he combining two things? And Nechamachmas Molchoi. It's not the same should be different shear than Shemalikha Midday, right? No? Well, the Gemara says, is the standard. That's called Malicha. How do you understand? That's a Rashi, again, Rashi throughout Shas. If you ever want to uh, get into the, the, the you know, the Machloikis between Rashi and Toysis throughout Shas, this is found in the Nachos David and other Rachorinim. Rashi goes with Pshat. What does the Gemara really mean? You know, what, what, what makes the most sense in, in the flow of the Gemara? Well, Toysvus will say, let's view this in the, in the context of all of Shas, right? Toysvus will say, how could he say this, the Pshat over here? What about the Gemara in Sanhedrin? What about the Gemara of Akama? Toysvus has a broader view, and he'll squeeze uh, the words to make, to, you know, to make sense in light of what we've seen throughout Shas. Rashi takes it, you know, as it says. So, would mean you can't eat it. What type of meat is that? It's the one that they're preserving for two years. Taisu says, what if it can't be like that? We have so many Gemaras throughout Shas that people have this in their house. And Apisvara, it makes sense that uh, we're talking about a different type of Malicha. So that's why Taisus Rabbeinu Tam says, no, the definition of is how the Shulchan Aruch is saying it. He's quoting Rabbeinu Tam. It is... The malicha lekdera, enough salt that you would be allowed to cook this meat and you got rid of the blood. Okay. Now, what's the minimum time uh, that the salt has to be on this meat? So if I take salt and I dump the salt on meat, does that create malicha kiroiseach? That if I dropped it on cheese, right? Let's say a person uh, was clumsy. They, they knocked over the whole, uh, the whole container of salt and it fell all over the, a piece of meat. Okay? And then... Their luck, their, their mazel, two seconds later, someone dropped a piece of cheese right on that meat. So, if you learn sif, aleph, and bays, halacha is, you do hadacha, you clean it off. If it's dry, you don't even have to clean it off at all, no problem. But hold on, sif, hey, tells me, introduces the halacha of salty. That if it's salty, we have a problem. So how long does the salt have to be there uh, before creating this iser of, of malicha harehu kiroiseach? So, the Ran says... It should be just like Rabbeinu Tam. It should be just like Malicha. What's the halacha of Malicha? So Malicha has to be, there's a sheer Malicha. The, the Rishonim say it's the amount of time to go to walk a mill. So this, again, this halacha is found, this, this concept of mill is, again, throughout Shulchan Aruch, it comes up, Hilcha Shkia, right? Uh, the, the time between Shkia and Seis is three quarters of a mill. So if you do 18 minutes as a mill, so 13 and a half minutes would be three quarters. It, the easy way, easiest way to remember is matzah. Matzah has to be made within shear mill. So what's the small, what's the low, what's the minimum shear? Eighteen minutes. Right, maximum shear is eighteen minutes. So that, that would be a, a way to remember it. Hilchos natilos You have to go eighteen minutes out of your way to find water before you uh, before you uh, eat, eat eat a piece of bread without washing, you know, using a paper towel or something. Hilchos tefila, right, to go down with a minion, and hilchos malicha as well. Now the minog is in, in a based on the Rama that we wait, we do it an hour. We actually wait an hour for, uh, we leave the salt on the meat for an hour. That's the minog. But the minimum shear is 18 minutes. So for example, we once had a, uh, I was once in a shlachos where something happened within, you know, 19 minutes afterwards, or the way it works is it's, it's a timed, 
conveyor belts. You could figure out at what point in time did something happen. Let's say the piece of meat fell down. We'll talk about that in a minute. So the minimum shear is 18 minutes. If you want to know, was this meat uh, kashered from blood? Yes, as long as it had salt on it for 18 minutes. So that's the uh, sheet of the ran. It should be just like malicha. And the same way malicha only works after 18 minutes, that means you needed 18 minutes of salt to be on the meat in order to create malicha kiresach, when it came to hilchas malicha, getting rid of the blood. The same thing applies over here. That's the sheet of the ran, that the only time there's an issue of malicha kiresach is 18 minutes after the, the salt came into contact with the meat. So going back to my case, the, the clumsy fellow in the, in the kitchen, if he dropped the salt on the meat and then a piece of cheese fell in it, according to the round, there's no problem unless 18 minutes have passed since the meat was, was being uh, treated with the salt. However, the shach and the grah, they argue, and they say even before 18 minutes have passed, they're, 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 it already starts the process of maliach kereseach, and they would actually be machmer in my case, where the piece of cheese fell on the meat, there would be a problem of, of a transferring of taste. In Shulchan Aruch, the Shulchan Aruch says, we just saw it, uh, 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 what do you call it? He says, one second. Sorry, not the Shulchan Aruch, but the, but the, uh, the Shach and, and the Grah, they go against the Ran, and that's how we pass him. Now, what's the uh, maximum time? The maximum time. So we said the minimum time is uh, is 18 minutes, right? Or according to the Ran, within the first 18 minutes. What's the maximum? So there's a famous story. It's called the Mice of Rashi, where different uh, versions of the story. But we'll give we'll give the following example: a modern day Shiloh. So the halacha is when it comes to salt and and um, when it comes to salty meat, the salt draws out the blood. But the question is, so what happens to the blood? Let's say you have a flat table and you're salting meat on that table. So the blood will come out, but the blood will pool on the, on the table and go right back into the meat. So you just ruined the meat. You didn't do anything. So is it has to be on a slant or perforated, um, perforated uh, table with holes in it or it has to be very smooth. What, what, what the Hashkachos do, they either do that or they just hang it. It's hanging on a, on a line and all the blood is dripping out. What happens if the meat falls down? This, I was at a Shlachtois, we were inspecting it as a, as a different Hashkacha, and we noticed there was no Mashkiach checking the line. And every hour, a piece of meat fell down. Just by the way, if you, if you want to study economics, kosher shchita is, is a fascinating uh, exercise in economics because... Every uh, the, the, what do you call it? The uh, this company was hanging full sides of beef, and they were doing malicha on the whole side. Instead of instead of cutting it up into boxed meat and then doing the malicha, they were doing malicha as one big piece. So you have more labor and less salt per meat, right? So the meat is less salty. Some people complain their meat is salty, so they were having less salt per meat because the whole thing just needs malicha as opposed to Every, every butcher cut would be malicha. If you ever noticed your skirt steaks and hanger steaks are much saltier than a different cut, one of the reasons, the, the primary reason is because there's, you have to salt it on both sides and you don't have a lot of meat. When you have a side of beef, a rack of ribs, so you're, you're salting the bones. You're not going to taste the salt when you're eating it. So anyways, this company was doing a full side, but it was so heavy 
and uh, it just kept it, the, the the hooks couldn't hold it and it was falling down. So let's say it fell down, and we we're gonna we're going to make a, an assessment based on the, the point in the conveyor belt. It fell down a half hour into the malicha process. So we know according to Rashi, I'm sorry, according to all the Paiskim, Lechatchila, we try to do an hour, but Maker Adin, all you need is 18 minutes. So after 18 minutes, the salt really is no longer, it's not functioning as salt anymore. And the question is, when it falls down, is it still drawing out blood, that that blood is pooling? Again, it's on the floor of the, uh, of the, uh, of the base of Shechita. It's on the floor of the, in the slaughterhouse. There's no perforation, right? So by the way, what they do is, the smarter companies, or Mashlichim, they'll put baskets underneath it, and uh, even if it falls, it's falling on a perforated place. So if you go to Meal Mart, and if they let you in, in Maspeth, uh, Queens, that's what they have on the side of the, um, on the floor. They either have mats that have, that have a, a, a holes where the blood could flow in, or, or they had literally line it up with baskets so that even if it falls, you will not lose the meat. But anyways, this place was a new place. It felt... Why don't they have grace? They could. This place was just not being. It was a newer place. Yeah. The next week, when we came back, they put it there. But but uh, yeah, for sure. So, by the way, the best the best shechitas in America are the ones that are there for many many years. So let's say uh, Solomon's in Nebraska or Alley in Aurora. They're there for for many years. They set it up in a way where everything is 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 perfect. Versus like this place, they had issues. They, first of all, when you're putting in a whole side of beef into the water, you have to, you have to soak it before they do the malicha. The, the meat kept pop, popping out of the water because it just wasn't, it wasn't set up set up well. So again, you have all these different uh, considerations. So the best shechitas are those that are, that are existing for many, many years, and they've thought of all these problems, they've been through the problems, and they've had these uh, you know, resolutions. So the, uh, the question over there is, Rabbeinu Tam, this is Rashi's Misa, similar story. The question is, did the did the malicha stop after 18 minutes? I didn't rinse it off. What we do is they have to soak it and spray it afterwards. They didn't do it yet. It, it the malicha the salt is still on the meat. Is blood still coming out and pooling on the floor and assering this uh, this side of beef? So Rabbeinu Tam says that there's an expiration. It expires. That salt is already spent. It's spent salt, and therefore. It's not. It's no longer working anymore. It worked up until 18 minutes, at least make a in, and afterwards it's not working anymore. And therefore, as long as the piece of meat fell after 18 minutes, so then halachically it's fine. And that's how many poskim would paskin, you know, at least on a bidiyav level, the makam hefsid, it, it would be it would be mutter. Based on this, you have a chumra the other way. Let's say a fellow wants to reuse salt. Salt is very expensive. You're, you're putting in tons of salt. Every dollar makes a difference. When you're doing hundreds of cows a day, so the cost accountant told him, let's uh, reuse the salt. If you reuse the salt, then you save a few hundred dollars a day, add it up, we're saving lots of money. So again, according to the Rabbeinu Tam, you would not be able to do it because the salt is spent, and after 18 minutes, there should be, it's no longer working as salt. So the question is, does this apply, does manazet? Does this, I mean, not does manazet, does this apply to our case where we're not dealing with malicha on blood, we're dealing with, we're going to call it a piece of salami, we're going to call it uh, kutach, where there was salt in the product, does that expire? After 18 minutes, it's no longer considered salty. So, the uh, the truma sadeshin, again, the truma sadeshin, every tshuva that he has is uh, is considered a fundamental tshuva, and halacha, the remark quotes all of them, Many hold that he made up his story, he made up all the all the shilas, but he had the following shila. The Shah quotes this. 
that there was a there was a bris, and they shechted geese for the bris. So in the middle of doing malicha, and the way they do malicha typically, let's say in a chicken factory or even in a geese factory, they they dump all the all the meat on top of each other, and the blood drips into the drain. They find out that one of them was treif. They're checking the lungs on one of the one of the uh, geese, and one of them attack a treif. So the question is, it still had salt in it. They never washed it off, but it only came together after the whole the eighteen minutes. So there was eighteen minutes of of salting. Then the geese were put together. They dumped it all together on a conveyor belt, and now they realize one of the geese was treif. Now, there's a shaila if a goose itself is considered so chashed that it's never bottled, but we're not even going to deal with the shaila. You did not have 60 geese there, and one of them was what uh, was treif, and the blias, forget about bitabaroi, but atshishin, the blias of the goose has is, is going into the other geese because there's salt there. That was the Truma Sedeshin's question. So he brings down uh, different different shitas in the Rishonim, and he says, according to Rabbeinu Tam in Hilchas Malicha, and Rabbeinu Tam never said this in our case, he said in Hilchas Malicha, there should be no issue because it's spent salt, and after 18 minutes, the, the salt is no longer working, and it should not answer the other geese. That's what the Truma Sedeshin says. However, he brings Rabbeinu Baruch and other Rishonim that argue. So he says, It should be mother. And if you look in the Shuch, look in the Ramah, the Ramah quotes him. The Ramah says, this is our Ramah here, V'yesh Oymrim, Once it, it, it sat in the salt, the shear of Malicha, which we called 18 minutes, a shear mil, Loi mikri achar kach reseach. It's no longer considered uh, hot, both sounds like a hefsid and it's a tzarech mitzvah, sudas mitzvah. You could be meiko, you could rely on them, those that are meiko. One should not be meiko, and this is the truma sadeshin and simon kufnan test. The shach is not happy with this truma sadeshin, and he says the truma sadeshin made a, a, a fundamental mistake, and that is that Rabbeinu Tam's chiddush of answering Rashi's problem or my issue with the meat that fell on the floor, the salt there was working. It was working hard for 18 minutes. It was taking out blood, which is a whole ASIC on itself, and it's removing the blood. So that salt can be categorized as spent, spent salt. In our case, you have a regular kosher piece of meat. There's no blood in it, and you put salt on it. So who's to say that that salt has already lost its uh, its power, it lost its potency? How do we know? And therefore the shach is machmir against the truma sedeshin. He says Rabbi Nathan never held to that. However, the truma sedeshin's case was a case of malicha. They were salting the geese to eat it to allow it to be kosher. So the shach says he's right in din. His psak was okay, assuming he didn't make it up. But the psak 
for that was okay, but not for that reason. It's not because in general we say the salt only works for 18 minutes and that's it. Vihoraya kutach, kutach habavli. What, it was a fresh kutach? Every time the Gemara talks about kutach habavli, that it's salty. It means they made it that minute within the last 18 minutes? No, it means that it's salty forever. It's, it's considered a salty item. As long as it's not extracting blood from meat, it doesn't lose its potency. And that's the sheet of the shach. That's how we would pass. Yes, someone had a question. I was trying to understand something. Uh, according to the Truma Sadeshe, um, I understand what he was, he was Bakel. And um, first of all, are we saying that, that the, the goose, because the hefzid, it's a big hefzid, the goose that we, do we, do we identify the, the goose that it was, was Trey for not? I think they found out which one, which one it was. Yeah, let's say they found out which one it was. So they wouldn't eat that one because that one's Trey. But the bleus of that went into the right. other ones if, if salt could work as a conduit. But if the salt is not really, if it's right. lost its potency, it's not going to work as the conduit, and therefore you can be mekel. So it was machlekes rishonim right. in the trumas nation eyes, and machlekes rishonim rabbeinu tam, rabbeinu baruch. You can make a like rabbeinu tam. The right. shach says rabbeinu tam doesn't go with that in general. But you're right in your case because that was a case of malicha where they were trying to kosher it from from blood. Right. Okay. Okay. So that's that's the first uh, major machlekes, which is again just to review it. We said melicha is considered meliach kiroiseach. It's considered uh, heat. So two halachas. Number one, there was a shaila of how much salt. So we brought down. We didn't see the ramah yet. We brought down the the sheet of Rashi, uh, pres- preserving it. That's the amount of salt. However, the Shulchan Aruch goes with a more uh, strict view, and that is even if it's just enough salt that people would put on meat in order to kasher it, likadera, to be able to cook it, that itself is called melech machmas mochay. Okay. The, the second machlekes we had was that what's the amount of time, uh, at what point is it considered salty? So we're going to be machmir that it, it's already considered salty right away, and it never loses its potency unless you're actually salting meat. If you're salting meat, then we say after the 18 minutes, then the salt is no longer considered maliach uh, at least in a b'makam hefsid, b'shatzachat, you rely, at my case of the meat falling down, or we're using salt to be machmer both ways, or, or makel, if I have some ruba, that that is considered, the salt has lost its uh, its, its potency, and it's no longer considered melicha melech machmas mochem. Uh, yeah, so so the in uh, the uh, Rama says. Let's continue the Rama. The Rama says, So in Shulchan Aruch, we salt both sides. But the if you only salted one, you can rely on the Rishayim. So you see that some hold that's considered salty. Uh, so he says it's called Mechshav Risayach. That's considered hot. But if you didn't really salt it, it's considered cold. Even if you did it on both sides, if you didn't really do enough salt, then it would not be considered salty. Now, I remember again, the Ramah throughout Yeridea, throughout the, the Halachas of Taruvas, keeps on saying this line, Anan ain't bikim We're not bikim. We we're not experts in this matter. We should consider even the salting of tzli should be considered kiroiseach. It's good to be machmer unless it's a serious financial loss. 
what's considered malicha litzli. So the halacha is that let's say a person is is uh, is roasting instead of salting the meat, they're going to roast it. So you went to a shechita, you took a piece of meat, you don't have to salt it, roast it. You barbecue it, halach is, you don't have to roast it, you don't have to salt it because the sli is going to get rid of the blood. The Ramah brings down, there's a minog, to put some salt on it, even when you're doing sli. So what is that? So the price can say enough that it gives us some flavor, that you could taste the salt. Let's say a person's uh, koshering for a nursing home, so, so many nursing homes, they have a caterer that they will order special meat that doesn't have a high salt content. So what they'll do is they'll do tzli. They'll roast it. So there, many Pisces, Rabbi Heinemann, many Pisces said, don't, don't put any salt on it because just a minog, if they're worried about uh, the sodium, so you could skip that minog. But, there, but let's say a person's cashing liver at home, so then you would, you would put some salt on it prior to uh, prior to a cash, prior to cashing, prior to, prior to doing tzli. So even a small amount of salt is considered uh, on, on a, on, on, in the Ramah's eyes, which is a tremendous chumrah. Now, you know, up until this point, we said, okay, this is not really negea to our homes. You're dealing with a case of meat that fell on, you know, fell on the floor in the factory, or back in the day when people would do malicha at home. But now the Ramah says, even things in our own home, as long as it's considered uh, enough salt that people would put it on litzli to kasher it by tzli, which is sprinkling salt on it, that is already considered malicha kiraiseach and the So this brings us to many, many different shilas and halacha. So we're going to talk about how to, what do you do in that situation. We're going to learn you need to do a, to remove a klipa. There's a question how to kasher it. I'll just give you one example. So the way they make cheese is they salt the cheese. When they, they, they either they they do this if some of the saltier cheeses will use something called a um, a what's it called a uh, either they'll use a salting table or they'll actually put it in a mold. They'll salt the cheese in a mold, so it's very nice. But let's say you're making chalav yisrael cheese or gavinas yisrael cheese. You go to a non-kosher factory and you want to make kosher cheese. It's very expensive to get your own molds and your own uh, salting tables. And it's very hard to kosher these things with hagala. So to kosher a pasteurizer, that piece of equipment is made to hold water, boiling water, big deal. But to kosher these things that are, you know, are very thin to start doing hagala on it is, is problematic. So the question is, is there any bleas? Those things are cold, but there's salt involved. So a few different uh, terim. Number one, the Babi Ashokhan on five Okon, on this piece in the Ramah, he says, we're only machmir on this Ramah if it's a standalone Shiloh. But if there are other reasons to be Mako, for example, um, let's say we're dealing with non of Yisrael or Blias of, of Gvinas Akum, or diff- different considerations, we could be Mako. So over here, let's say it's not there for 18 minutes, you have you have the shita of of the of the ran, so there are different reasons to be mako. Um, that's heta number one. Additionally, the yad yehuda on here says the Ramah is talking in a case where you salted the meat, meaning you had a piece of liver, you're about to kosher it, and you just put salt on it, and it's as if you're salting it for further processing. But let's say salt is part of the ingredients. It's one of the ingredients is salt. There's other things in the ingredients, and it's part of the mixture. So it might taste a little salty, but that's not considered. That's not what the Ramah meant. The Ramah meant that you're getting a, 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 a the initial taste you get is salt. So that would be considered maliach kereseach, maybe a salty pickle where the whole 
tachlis is to be salty, but most of our foods do not have that. So some of the kashas experts, they put together some type of chart where they say that in, in cheese making, the amount of salt that's used is is a half of percent. So let's say you make 100 pounds of salt, 100 pounds of cheese, you have 0.5 pounds of salt. When it comes to meat, so again, if you're using the big cuts, so about 4.5% of the meat is, is salt. That's the amount of salt they're putting on there. You they, they wash it off afterwards, but kosher meat is much is much saltier. Chicken and lamb is nine or fifteen nine to fifteen percent because it's much smaller pieces. So again, going back to the skirt steaks or uh, lamb chops or whatever, you, you're going to have a much saltier, higher sodium um, based on based on the uh, based on the uh, the amount of salt they use. So that's another reason to, to be mako. And halacha said they don't kosher from the uh, the cheese molds. They assume. Like one of these, it's a very small amount of salt. It's one of the ingredients, and uh, and they're not they're typically not kashering, kashering a, a back and forth. Okay, the next the next sugya we'll go through. The next uh, again, this is a longer sugya of Maliach Hareu Kiroiseach. The question is, how far does this transfer? So, just to give a, a, a thirty second introduction, we whenever you have a transfer of taste, there's several different uh, ways. That we deal with it. Either we say it asters the entire thing, that's one extreme. The other extreme we learned two weeks ago, you simply wash it off. Last week we learned something called klipa, a thin layer. There's another one out there called natila, which is the pinky size of a pinky. You remove that, contain natila, take a uh, significant piece. So the question is, where does this fall? We said malia charel kurasech. It says if it's hot. So if it's hot, should maybe it asters the entire thing. So Mertashem will learn will learn that halacha as well. Just one point, one place to, one thing to point out, a very interesting place to point to Baramakim. Pishuva tes. Not yet, we didn't learn this yet, but he says, let's say you're not sure where it fell. He had a piece of malicha that fell somewhere on, on this on this uh a huge piece of meat, and a salty piece of cheese fell somewhere on it. It bounced off. You don't know where it fell. So he has a chiddush, uh, tremendous chiddush, that each piece is dry. So you have yavish be yavish. You don't know which one is the one that got hit, and therefore it's batal barayv. It's batal barayv, and it's a suffolk you could be mako. This comes up, you know, very often. Someone's someone's making uh, noodles, making uh, noodles with cheese, and something flicked in the air and landed on their fleshic sink. But they don't know where. They, they know it landed somewhere in the fleshic sink. So since you definitely have shishim against this when you subsequently use the sink, the question is, which part is uh, has milchiks? I don't know. And it's batal baroif. That's a very uh, interesting maramakim. Uh, but okay, Mr. Shem, next week, we'll continue discussing what happens when the salty, when we figured out that it's salty, what happens now that the salty piece of meat touched the cheese? What do we do? Okay, we'll continue. So, so the salty 